your system is not working for you. You're actually working for your system and it's making your life you know, harder. And so that's why you want to put in systems in place before you get to that point where you are freaking out and you don't know how you're going to continue on scaling your business and growing. You know, you're DMing one of us like SOS, please help. Welcome to the She Can Systemize podcast, where we are helping business owners like you learn to love and implement systems in their business. From conversations about CRM tools like Dubsado or automating the ish out of your business to helping your system match the level of detail your business does. My name is Taryn Rochelle, your girlfriend with a plan, CEO and founder of The Social Lifestyle Co. and someone who's just a little systems obsessed. I'm about to help make your life and business way more systemized so you can live a social lifestyle you love. Welcome to She Can Systemize. Hey guys, welcome back to She Can Systemize. I'm your host, Taryn Rochelle, and I am joined by Sam Wisnett. And she is someone that started... Her business after skipping the corporate world and starting her virtual assistant business armed with a biochemistry degree and moving halfway across the world. She had a total of zero experience in the digital marketing and business space. But now after working with 45 plus clients, she thrives in helping growing entrepreneurs set up systems so they can organize and automate their business hire and onboard the first team member with ease and stay focused in their zone of genius as much as possible. Thank you so much for joining us, Sam, on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to chat with you today. Obviously, it's always exciting to chat with someone else who can geek out about systems as much as I can. So yeah, I'm really excited to chat about how they just help you show up more presently in your business and really grow and, you know, feel in your empowered as a CEO. Yeah, definitely. So let the listeners know for anyone who doesn't know you, what all do you do for your clients within the systems world? Yeah. So mostly I work with uh, coaches and service providers, and I basically just help them automate and organize their business so they can focus on growth. A lot of my clients tell me I handle the business part of their business so they can stay focused in their zone of genius and, you know, for the most part, do what they actually started their business to do. I think most people didn't start a business to, you know, build systems and do admin work. Luckily, we kind of did. Yeah. So, you know, if it, whether it's a fitness coach or a business coach or, you know, any type of service provider, they, they usually want to spend most of their time doing that service, you know, doing the copywriting, coaching clients, doing the personal training. They don't want to be spending all their time on the back end on the admin side, learning these new tech and tools. Um, So that's where I step in and I help them actually manage that part of their business so that they can focus on what they love. Yeah, that is so true. And, you know, something that we talk a lot here at the Socialized Salco about staying in your zone of genius. And just because something may not be your zone of genius doesn't mean that you don't need it in your business. And especially something like systems. Systems are so important to have in place in your business because they help with expansion. They help with business growth. They help with even just the foundations of your business. Even if you're just getting started and you aren't at that six-figure mark or anything and you're just getting started, you know, so many of my clients come to me and I don't know if you're the same, Sam, where they're like, I wish I would have, you know, had a lot of this in place at the beginning of my business. Because a lot of times it's a lot harder to go from when you're years in and having no systems to if you would have started it at the beginning. Do you hear that a lot from your clients as well? 
Yeah, 100%. Like I think for probably both of us, clients come to us at like that pivotal moment of, oh my gosh, I can't like continue on anymore and I need help ASAP. Like the amount of Instagram messages that I've gotten are like, I need to get on a call ASAP. I need help now. Like I need this fixed now. I can't continue on in my business like this. And something I like to teach, you know, my clients, um, and I'm also a coach in a few masterminds, is that everything you're already doing is a system. Like we already have systems in our day-to-day lives. Like your morning routine is, you know, a quote unquote system. The way you're doing things in your business is a system, but it's just not optimized, right? Like your system is not working for you. You're actually working for your system and it's making your life, you know, harder. And so that's why you want to put in systems in place before you get to that point where you are freaking out and you don't know how you're going to continue on scaling your business and growing. Um, And, you know, you're DMing one of us like SOS, please help. Yeah, I definitely think that's so true. And, you know, it's always I think it's a big myth in the systems world or people thinking about systems that you don't need them until you're at that point in your business of that freak out mode. And I get those messages all the time or in inquiry forms when I'm like, oh, why do you need this service? I just had one the other day for a Zapier hotline and she's like, help, like I need help with automations now. And, you know, it's I I laugh at them because I think they're so funny and everything. But I'm also like, gosh, you, you guys, you don't have to wait until you're at this moment of OMG, SOS, like waving the white flag, I need help right now. And know that you can and should get started with them as soon as possible, whether it is you DIYing them yourself or hiring someone to help you with them. I think the biggest thing for me is that systems allow for boundaries in your business and like setting those boundaries in your business. How do you, you know, talk with your clients about, you know, utilizing systems that way? Or how do you like to utilize them in your own business? Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I think with systems, it allows you to have so many more boundaries because you're not constantly being tied, you know, to your laptop in a sense, or just, you know, you're not constantly doing everything manually, right? So whenever you do have systems in place and automations and you, you don't have to worry about, you know, all of the little things that are happening behind the scenes all the time. And, you know, whenever you're laying in bed at night and you're thinking, oh, I totally forgot to send that contractor. I forgot to send that invoice. You know, systems can really take out a lot of those little reminders that we just forget to do, you know, from on the day to day, as well as with your team, especially if you are starting to hire um, and you want to have boundaries with your team, having systems in place is very, very important because you have SOPs, which are standard operating procedures, you know, that reduces the amount of questions that your team is going to ask you. If you're, if you have things systemized and your team knows how to work those systems, then that reduces the amount of things that you have to do. And someone can actually, you know, take over something with hundred percent responsibility um, on that sense, like with client onboarding. And, you know, last week when I was in Mexico, I was on a business retreat I saw someone make, you know, a 6K client sale just from their DMs and their phones because her client onboarding system is, you know, works like this and all she has to do is send a link and then that's it. And so that's kind of her boundary is she doesn't have to like go into the back end and do all of these things because she has that system set up. She can just make a sale from her phone. Everything is sent out. And then she'll deal with it, you know, on next week. But while the client still feels supported, and then she'll be able to 
like, you know, meet with her and talk with her next week. Yeah, I think having that kind of system is so crucial for having the kind of revenue and profit that people want in their business, but also want to have a life and go and do things like go to Mexico, but then still make money. Like we don't want to feel like if I take time off, there's no money that's going to come in, you know, and by having a strong system like that, that makes it so that, you know, doesn't have to be the reality of taking time off from your business. And that's not to say every single time you go on vacation, you know, you're going to have a lead or these inquiries or people booking all the time. But if you do, it doesn't mean that people can't work with you or that you're just like completely, you know, there's nothing that can happen during that week. And then they could maybe go and find someone else. And so having those strong systems is super important because then, you know, someone can still book with you and learn from you and work with you. And having those like out of office reminders and things like that. I work with a lot of the wedding and event industry. And so my favorite thing is seeing that my clients have their out of office reminders for their event weekends. So if they are on an event that weekend, they put their email on auto out of office and letting them know, hey, it's wedding weekend or whatever. And so, you know, if you're trying to inquire with us, here's a link to this, you know, giving them more info. So that person still feels heard and seen, even though they can't physically, you know, be chatting with that person in that moment, because they are being present at that wedding or event. And same thing with your friend, you know, yet you guys were on a business retreat. And also, you know, in Mexico, so you're wanting to you're still working and doing stuff, but you know, on your own business, and you want to be focused on that. And also you're in Mexico. So having fun too, I'm sure. And so but then she was still able to make that sale because of how like automized and systemized her processes for getting someone onboarded. And I think like to your point with like the community, I love the out of office reminder, because especially for the wedding and event industry, I can see that being so important. And I really think like, probably 80 to 90% of client issues that you might experience with a client is just due to communication problems. Because, you know, there's a miscommunication on one or both sides. One side doesn't feel supported in the way that they, you know, feel like they should be feeling supported. I think that's where systems can really step in and handle a lot of those issues. Because like you said, like, if they email you, and then they get an out of office reply, that person still feels heard and they still, they can, they know what to expect, right? Like they can expect a reply in 48 hours or whatever that says. And same with the client onboarding. Um, whenever you have an automation that sends out a welcome email to your client and it says, Hey, I'm so excited to work with you. Here's what you can expect from me. Then that client already feels so supported and like so excited to start working with you. Even if you don't talk to them for three more weeks. Exactly. And I think that's like a big misconception with client onboarding is if a client books with you, then you have to onboard them like right away. And like, oh my gosh, they book with me and then I need to like send them all this stuff right away. It's like, no, like if you know, you should be, and we talked about this in a previous episode about scheduling out your availability to avoid burnout and you should be booking clients out just because you book a client now doesn't mean that they're going to start with you right now. So right now we're recording this episode in March and I'm booking clients in April and May and in July because we don't do client projects in June. And so we are booking out projects, but that doesn't mean that you can't have income coming in. You can take deposits, you can set up payment plans. A lot of my clients like to pay in full, just fine with me. 
And, but you can schedule those out. And I feel like a lot of people don't want to schedule things out or they feel like it has to happen right away. But obviously in the wedding and event industry, that's not a possibility. You know, you can't take on, unless you're a photo booth company that has like multiple booths that you can run on a weekend. Like one of my clients, she can have like, you know, a a bunch of events happening at the same time. Um, But unless you have a, a, you know, a business like that, it's kind of impossible for you to be at a wedding as a planner at three different weddings in three different cities. And so I don't think the brides would be very happy about that. So we have to, you know, say no, if it's not a right fit and schedule things out when we can. And obviously in the wedding and event industry, figuring that out strategically, because obviously, you know, people pick their wedding dates. But I think that is like, so crucial is to have that like, hey, when is that person going to hear back from you, whether it's an inquiry or whether it is a, you know, they just booked and it's an onboarding email. When it comes to those things, is there something that like you feel like is a common email or like that boundary that's usually missed in your client's process when you first go in and like take a look at what they're doing? What would you say is like, something that people are usually like missing the most out of that part of their process. Yeah, I think really the biggest thing is like that, just that confirmation email or that welcome email of like, hey, I'm excited to work with you. Thanks for paying the invoice. You know, make sure you sign the contract. Here's what you can expect from me. You need to fill out this form. You know, you can add yourself to Slack or if it is like you're booking out, you know, months in advance, then you won't expect to hear from me until 30 days before, you know, our start date. And then I will email you everything that you need to know. And just including that type of email in a process, it's like the simplest thing. Like you, when you're listening to it, you're like, oh yeah, duh. And you can picture getting those emails yourself. But it's like something that is just so often just missed by people because it just seems like a, such a little thing that it doesn't really matter when in, in the end, it makes such a huge difference. It makes a huge difference in the client experience. And I think a lot of people have the misconception or the, the idea that they're like, well, I want it to be personalized. Oh, like yeah. how many times do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I want, I want it, it to be personalized. I want it to be personalized. The client does not care. Like no. they will not know. <laughs> they will not know. <laughs> Listen to us here. Like go in your email and look at the automatic emails that you have received from booking a service or purchasing a free download. How many of those are you reading through to see, oh, like how personalized is this? Like, do they know my favorite color? Do they put that like my favorite <laughs> yeah. drink is Dr. Pepper in this email? Like, no, like I just want to make sure that like, especially for inquiry emails, I want to make sure that I actually submitted that inquiry request because mom brain over here, I may have thought I did. And then I'm like, oh, my son needed a snack and then I forgot to submit it. So if I didn't get that, hey, we received your inquiry, I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't. And then I'm going to fill it out again. And so little things like that is so important to have. And it does not need to be personalized. And depending on what system tool you use, you can be smart about it and incorporate ways for it to be personalized. So you can put in, you know, if you use Dubsado for your CRM, you can utilize smart fields and have certain answers that they put in their inquiry form, you know, go into that initial inquiry email. So that's what we do to make it sound more personalized. I'm a huge fan of gifts. So I put those in my emails like all the time, emojis, whatever your brand voice is. As long as that email sounds like you, 
that's all that matters. And at the end of the day, your lead, your client, they just want to make sure that they hear from you. They don't care the personalization. 100%. And I think exactly what you said was like the gifts and adding the emojis is just making it sound like you. That's personalization kind of enough. And just, um, you know, if it's you're inquiring and you're booking a discovery call, like, or for example, with the podcast interview, just giving the lowdown of, hey, you know, these are the things we're going to talk about. I'm super excited to chat about this. Like, I'm just, I want to let you know. So you have some time to think about what you want to like say, what your answers to these questions are. Um, you know, just those little things like that, that is like personalization enough. And someone will be so happy that they have that heads up um, in advance and that they, you know, those gifts and stuff are in there because it does feel like that. Like they feel like that email is coming from you. Even as we probably know, most of the emails we get are automated and we can tell kind of, but you know, we also at the same time don't care because we're just happy we're getting an email. <laughs> I am literally, I, I just get ecstatic when I get those emails or like the out of office ones, like anything that is like a high level system process. I am like chef's kiss. Like, and I usually respond to them. And like, I've been doing like a lot of like podcast expansions. So like me being on a lot of podcasts or guest speaking. And so I have been loving when I've been getting like a very like systemized process as like the guest. And I've like replied to those emails and I'm like, this is amazing. I just wanted to like, like let you know that I am like looking and loving what you're doing. Um, And I think us as systems people, like, I don't know about you, but I am always like, not like auditing people's systems, but I'm just always like, maybe a little audit. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, let's be real. Yeah. I'm noticing things, whether it's like the good things or like, you know, I, I don't like unsolicited, unsolicited advice, but if it's something that I know, you know, could really help their business, I may say something. So I was on, or I'm going to be on a podcast and I had received an email that had like the date and time sections, but they were empty. And I know that person used Dubsado. And so, cause I can spot Dubsado stuff from a mile away. So I'm like, I know this is a Dubsado form. And so I'm like, oh, I bet her smart fields are in that section. So I like replied to her. I was like, Hey, so excited. Just wanted to let you know, these are empty. Like, I don't care. I know when the date and time is, but just so like for future guests. And like, she was so thankful that I said something and it's just like, it's in our brain. I feel like to see those things where for you as a business owner, that may just be something that you're, that you miss, you know, because it's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy to miss. Like, especially as you probably know, just during this whole podcast process, building this all yourself, oh, yeah. there's so many moving parts. And it's like those little things like that, they slip through the cracks all the time, which is like why it can be super beneficial to have someone in your business who can specifically focus on that kind of stuff. But when it happens, it does happen. And, you know, for the most part, you know, no one's getting hurt. We work in marketing, like it's fine. It can be fixed. But whenever we do see it, like for when I have been guessing on this podcast and this whole process has been so seamless and so amazing. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like I'm like taking notes for if I ever start a podcast, you know, I'm like, oh, let me take notes and make sure I have all of these touch points because I feel so just supported throughout this whole process just as a guest. So, well, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And I have definitely, you know, systems are my zone of genius. So this kind of stuff does come easy to me and natural to me. But for anyone that it doesn't, 
don't let that stop you, you know, and like maybe reach out if you've been on a podcast with someone and you've really enjoyed their process. So for me, the tool that I use for my podcast recording is Zencaster. And I didn't know about the tool until I was on a podcast as a guest. And I love the guest experience of this platform. So that is what drew me in. So like use your resources, like even if it's not hiring out, maybe there's someone in your space, in your network that has used a system or you have seen their process and you're like, oh, like this is like really great. And I really love seeing this and being a part of it. And I would love to give this experience to someone else. And so that is kind of like what I've done, even though systems are my zone of genius. Podcasting is like a whole new beast. It is a whole thing. And I'm currently, as of right now, in March of 2023, if you're listening to this in you know a year from now, I really hope by now I've outsourced this. Um, but I'm right now doing all my editing myself. But you know, right now I'm fine, I'm techie, I can do it. It's just, you know, something I can do. And I also like learning things. I don't know how you are, Sam. Like, even if I do outsource it, I still kind of like to know the ins and outs of the tools. And I feel like that's something for our clients too, is even if you outsource to someone like me or Sam, still learning, you know, what we are doing. Hear me out listeners. Don't fast forward through this ad because we're about to share our secret weapon. During these episodes, we are always giving tips on how to implement systems and create a process for every aspect of your business. But want to know a way to make it that much easier? One word, Tango. Tango is a tool of one of the best Chrome extensions out there that allows you to capture your process through screen captures. And no, this is not a video recording. It is literally capturing every click you make during your process on your computer. Click the link in our show notes to try it for yourself and use code system 20 for a month free of the pro version and head over to us at the socialize alco on Instagram to see an example of tango in action. Now let's get back to this week's episode. I find that a lot with clients, especially I think there's like this whole mindset around, you know, tech and systems that it's very intimidating. And, you know, like you said, like, it's not our zone of genius. So we're just going to avoid it at all costs and literally not touch it. Which I understand, like I am like that with some things as well, you know, just not systems and tech, just something else. But I think at least learning the basics, like just keeping in mind tech and all of these systems, it's a skill. Like we had no idea what we were doing when we first started in this business at all. Like I barely knew how to work Microsoft Word, you know, in college. Like I could write a paper and format it at Times New Roman 14 and that was like it. And, you know, now I can do all this cool stuff, but that's just because I've learned it over time. And I think it's super important to really keep that open mind about learning new things and learning new tools, because especially now the technology space is just growing so much and there's always new tech, there's always new tools. And, you know, even as a systems person, we don't even want to like lock down on like one tool forever because you don't know what's going to happen with that tool. A new tool could come out tomorrow and it will be the next hottest thing and everyone's using it and it could have, you know, five more features than the tool we love. Um, So I think even as a business owner, it's just really important to keep that open mind and be open to learning how to do, you know, the basics of the tech, because yes, you can hire this out. And as you grow and scale, you will have a team that does a lot of this stuff for you and does the more advanced stuff and the complicated things. But 
you still want to know how to run your business, right? Like if, if you want to onboard a client, you kind of still want to know how to do that. If your OBM is not available or your, you know, client success manager isn't available or they're offline or, you know, whatever, something happens and you need to know how to do that. And that's super important. And like, God forbid that person is no longer like on your team, you know, and then people, yeah, people leave. And especially like there is a big difference between a full-time employee and a subcontractor and a virtual assistant. And so, you know, people think, oh, this person's going to be with me forever. And, you know, I'm going to have this person with me for like 10 years and, you know, all this stuff that could be a dream and maybe that will happen. But you know, majority of the time, I would say a lot of people have their same virtual assistant for like, on average, a couple of years, you know what I mean? Unless, yeah. yeah and if that yeah. Happens, yeah. And so I think that you really need to know what that person is doing in your business, because if they leave and they were doing all of your client onboarding and they weren't documenting SOPs or they weren't doing, you know, like showing you how to do certain things and they're gone what are you going to do when you now have these clients that you want to bring on, bring on and you don't have any systems, any SOPs or anything to really walk you through it? So even if you have a team member, even if you have, you know, someone that comes in and does your whole system like we do, you know, that is still something that you need to understand how it operates. You don't need to be an expert in it like us, but you still need to know how it works. You still need to know how you can make like a little update in your workflow and not have to like bring me in for a whole day rate to just fix like one little thing in your workflow. And so really staying in charge and being that CEO of your business and that CEO of your systems is so important. And I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, it's outsourced now, never have to touch it again. I never want to look at it. Blinders on, I'm not listening. I'm not looking at it. It's like out out of my hands. And it's like nothing in your business should never be fully out of your hands to where you never see it, touch it, look at it ever again. Like you should still know what's going on. Hire a bookkeeper, should still know what's going on with your money. Like it's very important. Yeah. And like you said, with people leaving, I, I think especially with more of these, you know, uh, virtual assistant or just, you know, kind of entry level roles where people start out on this role, like I started out as a virtual assistant, you know, the people are usually starting out in this role to learn and to grow into something else. Right. And so that's just a natural evolution of the online space. Like we're all trying to grow. And I think in the online space, especially it's very easy to grow very fast. So you just really, like you said, you don't know how long you're really going to have someone on your team and having those documented processes is very important. So you know how to do it. And so it's very easy to replace someone, right? So whenever someone does leave, you can easily hire on someone else and say, look, this person made you a lovely little SOP with a loom video and they know exactly how to do it. And said, watch this and let me know if you have any questions and I can try to help you from there. And that just saves so much time with, you know, hiring out and outsourcing. And even with hiring your first team member, if you have tasks that you are doing on a daily basis and you're already thinking, I want to outsource this, I want to like with podcast editing, you're already like, I'm, I'm outsourcing this for sure. It's like, go ahead and, you know, start making that SOP or at least, you know, record a Loom video of you doing the process. So whenever you do outsource, you have something to give that person instead of just trying to explain your process over a Zoom call one day 
which is just very complicated in the end. It really is. And it definitely, you know, whether you are replacing a person or you are bringing on a secondary person. So a lot of people in the industry, in the wedding and event industry, they're bringing on multiple people for the same position. So I have a event planner that has, you know, like five or six coordinators on her team. And so they're all doing the same thing just at different weddings. And so having that same like streamlined process, a rinse and repeat so that no matter which coordinator is coming to that wedding, they are getting her business, you know, at their wedding. Even if she isn't the one there, that is her business, her team, you're getting the same thing. It's just a different coordinator. And so it's really important to have those, your process and everything like that documented, whether it is for replacing a team member, whether it's for adding an additional person, whether it's just for yourself too. A lot of people think you need these things documented just because you have a team member, you're planning on it. But even if you are solo on your team right now, for you to not miss any steps in your process is so important. Like I have changed so many things about my podcast process, even just the short amount of time that I've had my podcast, because I'm just making little edits, little tweaks here that make more sense for myself, but also makes more sense for my guests. And so always going through and like editing and things like that. And one thing I know that we wanted to touch on is, you know, how systems really help with your expansion of visibility and marketing and things like that, because everyone is like, oh, I want to go viral on this Instagram reel or on TikTok, or I want to be on this one huge podcast and then get an influx of inquiries but then the systems can't support that. And that is where I think a lot of people fail or they feel like they're failing because they're like, okay, I got all this visibility, but then I can't handle it. Or I'm now adding this other part of my marketing and I really don't have the time, you know, to really deal with it. Yeah, totally. I think you know, I think it's, there's always such a hype around these big cash buds and, you know, scaling from 20K to 50K to 100K. And what people don't really realize is to be able to do that, you need systems. Like, yes, of course, there's sales involved, there's marketing involved, you know, maybe you did go viral a few times and that's how you were able to get that influx. But exactly what you said, what, what do you do with that influx and how are you going to handle that without having like a mental breakdown, <laughs> like in the background, right? And I actually helped one of my clients scale from 20K months to 100K months. And the biggest part of this whole journey with her, and this was not like in one month, this was, you know, over a extended period of time. But the biggest part in this, in the journey was really making sure we had a very, very consistent and streamlined client experience so that everyone was have, was experiencing the same thing. Because I think whenever you want to bring your clients results, you have to have that consistency in your business and you have to have a system for even how you're, you know, performing your own service. Like you mentioned with the event industry. That's how you're able to actually scale and grow. And that's how that they are able to have five people working for them is because there's a system in place that it's very easy for someone to follow, someone to learn, you know, maybe not everyone can do it, but you can find a good few good people that you trust that can actually implement that. And so whenever you are trying to scale to those big, you know, those big months, or you're just trying to add more visibility for starting a podcast or starting a YouTube channel, 
that stuff is a lot of work. And that does mean showing up in a different way. You're showing up as a different person in those moments because you're growing, you're leveling up, but you have to have the systems that are going to be able to actually support you at that level, whether that's a really, really streamlined and automated client experience, you know, a really great content process and a really great team around your own content creation or your podcast editing, you know, whatever that looks like, it's really nailing down exactly where it's going to help you the most and out mapping out that system so that you can start implementing that and, you know, you feel safe taking on those, you know, those big new things. Cause that's a huge thing as well, right? It's also a mindset, a mindset shift of this new level. It's like kind of unsafe and it's scary, but when you know that you're going to be able to support it logistically, it makes it a bit easier to actually step into that. Yeah. And I think too, when it comes to, you know, adding in these other marketing channels or adding in, you know, a lot of like guest speaking, a lot of people are wanting to get more on podcasts and especially, you know, in the wedding and event industry, a lot of people are not pivoting their business, but they're strategically and smartly adding in another revenue to their business of teaching others in their industry how to do what they're doing. So a lot of my clients are doing this and are seeing like amazing results from it. And, but with all of that, and especially adding in another part of your business, like you have to have those systems that can support you and that are really easy for you to follow, for your team to follow and to not just, you know, have all this overwhelm that can come with adding in those parts of your business when this should be an exciting thing. This should be, yes, it's, it can be scary. It can be a little bit overwhelming, but it should be mostly exciting, you know? And I think if I would have launched this podcast without the systems in place that I knew I needed, it wouldn't have been an exciting thing for me because I have launched things in the past when I haven't had systems and they have not felt good. They have felt like I've had the ick about them and I am just like, I don't want to do this again. And, you know, like launching a course, I've launched a course without like any system in place or anything. And it just like flopped. I hated it. It was not fun for me. And it was mainly, I looked back on it and audited what happened and it was the lack of the system. And if I would have had, and it wasn't the system tool, okay, guys, we're not talking about like the course platform I use, we're talking about the process and, you know, having that really mapped out and clear, I didn't have that. And I think if I would have, if I would have had a strategic marketing plan, you know, all those things that go into your system, then it would have been a lot different. And I think when it comes to like expanding your marketing, expanding anything in your business, expanding your team, having that system is so, so important. And it also helps you see too what you can automate, which is my favorite thing in the world. No, I think, yeah. And like automating is even better. And that's when we we love systems, when everything just works without us having to do anything. But I think, you know, especially with marketing, I think that's such an important system that gets skipped over as a system. Like it just gets kind of swept under the rug because people, you know, in the industry, they don't look at content as content creation as a system, right? When in reality, if you can really systemize your content creation, and what I mean by that is going through and breaking down like, okay, this is the steps I'm taking to create this content, whatever it is, Instagram content, podcast content, YouTube content, it is so much easier to 
you know, a batch it because you're able to do like a few small tasks at a time and you're able to get into a flow state and write like 10 captions at once or, you know, record a bunch of reels at once and plan ahead. Um, or with YouTube, you know, recording all the videos on one day and writing all the descriptions on another day or whatever. And it is also so much easier to outsource parts of that process. Like you said, like you're right now, you're doing the editing for your podcast, but you know, you're going to outsource that, but that's just one part of this whole entire podcast process. But if you don't even have a system in place at all, or that broken down into what that process is, then it's overwhelming. And it just feels like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall and you're hoping something sticks. And when something doesn't work, you don't even know what didn't work because you didn't even know the steps, you know, in the first place of what you were doing. Yeah. My favorite thing I tell my clients to do is to tag tasks, especially if you're using a digital platform. So I use ClickUp. You can do this in different ways in Trello, Asana, I'm sure in Notion too, where I mark in ClickUp a task as a certain position. And so I have tags and click up for certain positions. They aren't positions that I currently have in my business, but they are positions that I want to and I know I will have in my business. And so I tag those tasks and click up as certain things. So a graphic designer, um, we want to bring on a system specialist that can help with an implementation for clients. And so, you know, tagging certain tasks as those things. So then when I'm looking, at creating a job position or anything like that. I have specific things that I know I need this person to be doing. So it also helps my hiring process, but then it also helps like my mental space when it comes to things, because, you know, especially doing a lot in your business, it can be mentally draining. But when I see all of these like future casting positions and things that I know I will have at some point, which means I know these tasks won't be on my plate. It helps my mental state of mind so much more because I'm like, okay, I am doing this and I'm working this hard right now. So then I don't have to do these anymore. Or then I will find a way to automate some of those tasks. So then, you know, that frees up more time for that person to do something else to where I won't have to do that. Like so much of my podcast process is very automated. And so I don't have to do, obviously I have to do the recording and the editing and things like that. Um, but there's so much of the process that is automated. So then when I do bring on someone, it really will be majority just for the editing side of things. When I have a graphic designer, you know, they can do the graphics and stuff for the podcast, but it's keeping track of those tasks in your business. So then that way, you know, who could take them over at some point in your business. Yeah, I love that like little hack. I think that's so genius to track it like in your actual project management tool. That's something I do with my clients is when we're like mapping out and we're future casting as we look at, you know, the team of who we have now, but also, you know, based on our goals, who we are going to need to be able to support, you know, this amount of people um, in the programs or, you know, this, you know, goal, whether that's launch a podcast or YouTube or something, who we were going to need. And we're, we look at that as a holistic picture of the team. And I think it's also really important to, you know, separate the team members by that, you know, you're people, we see a lot, people want to hire like a unicorn where they is the one person that does all, but you know, that honestly sounds like a logistical nightmare because if that person leaves, we're like, we're screwed. And so I think it's super important to really, 
you know, separate out those tasks, hire like very specific tasks. So you can hire specialists as well. And, you know, avoid looking for that unicorn. Like we don't really want unicorns. We want someone who is an expert at what they do. Um, and we can trust that person to, you know, get the job done. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I'm, I definitely like am so overseeing those job postings because I'm like, we're not hiring one person to do absolutely everything in our business, and especially like giving them like no money. Yeah, yeah it's always like $15 an hour. Please literally do everything. Yeah, $15 an hour to like build my website, write my copy, do my email marketing, set up my dumps auto. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I cannot. Um, and so I think just being very, you know, smart on what you're doing and smart on planning out and streamlining your process and keeping track of that process in your system tool of choice and making sure that it is very clear and always updating it because all of these things like me and Sam are talking about is how we personally are able to show up presently in our business. Like you're hearing, you know, Sam is a coach in other masterminds. She goes on business retreats. Like she's able to do these things and also still show up presently in her business and for her clients and for her side of her business that isn't, you know, specifically client facing. And same with me able to be on the podcast. You guys know, I create webinars for Dubsado, do a lot of guest speaking, but I'm still able to show up for you guys on social, you know, in other ways. I have a networking community here in Arizona. And so, you know, finding ways to systemize your business so you're able to do things that you want to, whether it's in your business or in your personal life. Like I'm also my daughter's softball coach and that's like a whole nother thing. And so, you know, being able to do those things and not feel like, oh, there's no way I can do this. When I always knew if my daughter got into sports, especially softball, like I would love to coach because I played softball. And so it's really nice to be able to do that. And it makes you just feel so much better as a business owner. And it makes you feel like your business and your life is so much more well-rounded. And we're not just like sucked into this like hole of business only. And we can't focus on anything else. And even if it is the business side of things, a lot of people get sucked into only focusing on the client stuff and not on your business. And those are two different components of your business is stuff that's client facing client work and stuff that's for your business, like your marketing, you know, all of those things, your systems, you know, even us as systems experts, I'm sure Sam too takes time to work on her own systems and update them. Yeah, like I totally agree. And I think really being able to separate like that business from the personal life and having systems that work whenever you're not working. And like when I went to my business retreat, I took off client work for a week, but that was okay because I had set up systems. I prepped for that. You know, my client actually hosted a live three-day workshop while I was off and everything was fine and everything ran smoothly because we had, you know, other team members who were able to step in. We had SOPs in place. Everything was ready for that. And so we were able to, you know, handle me who would usually help, you know, and be like the partner on that being gone. And I think it just is so much more empowering as a CEO to actually be able to step into the CEO role and only focus on a few things in your business and, you know, let everything else kind of work for you and really just empower you to keep working in your zone of genius and to have the personal life. Like you said, being a softball coach, like that sounds amazing for your daughter. And 
it's like so great that you are able to have just the time, but also the mental space to be able to step out of that business mode. Because especially whenever people are just growing, you're first starting out in your business. I know this happened to me. It's like, just seems like your business is your whole life basically. And it just is, you know, wraps up all your thoughts. You're thinking about it all the time. And it is like our business is almost like, you know, our baby quote unquote, but it doesn't have to be like that. Like you can be your CEO, you can have your business, but it shouldn't be your entire life. And I think systems just really allow you to do that and to have that separation and to take time off or even just take the evenings off whenever you are going to, you know, coach softball, you're not worried about what's happening, you know, in your business. Yeah, definitely. And we had Alicia Kumar on an episode previously and one thing she said that stood out to me and I know stood out to a lot of people is like, you know, when we think of our business in that like quote unquote baby stage that our business stays in that baby stage and it doesn't grow out of it. And, you know, that is something to really keep in mind and to have that mindset. And that has really stuck with me since she said that because so many people I've said it in my business before and, you know, it's so true. Just like babies grow, your business grows and it should So we have to have that mindset that it is going to grow and what's going to help it grow and what's going to help you stay present in your business and in your life are systems. And that is why this podcast is here and why we bring people like Sam on the podcast to help you guys learn how to love and implement systems in your business. Because just if they aren't your zone of genius, like they are ours, you can still enjoy them and you should still have them in your business. So Sam, I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to connect with you from this podcast. How can people do so and get in touch with you? Yeah, I would love to connect with anyone. If you have any questions about systems or anything we talked today about today, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Sam Wiz. So it's S-A-M-W-H-I-Z-Z-Z. I'm on there like pretty much every day. And yeah, in my bio, you can find a link to all of my free resources and stuff like that. Awesome. And we will have um, things linked in the show notes for you guys, um, for you to connect with Sam. And thank you so much for joining us on She Can Systemize Sam. It was great to have you. And thank you guys for joining this episode. And we'll see you on the next episode of She Can Systemize. Yes, thank you. Thank you.